Welcome to the latest edition of the OmniTalk Spotlight Series, where we highlight the people, the companies, and the technologies shaping the future of retail. Today, we've got a special guest. Today, we're joined by Tanil Webb, Senior Business Services Manager at Walmart. We asked Tanil to join us today because she is responsible for launching a very special store innovation pilot at Walmart this year. Now, normally when we do these podcasts, we're talking about self-checkout lanes or shelf scanning robot, robots, but this time we're talking about something different. This time we're talking about a store innovation that Ann and I have believed strongly in and have advocated for, for quite a long time now, almost for the entire time we've worked together. It's something that we believe is a true beacon of innovation. And this pilot of which we speak is a pilot Tanil is now running in partnership with Mamava. And that is to provide lactation pods in 100 Walmart stores for nursing mothers where both Walmart customers and Walmart sales associates by the end of August. Now, for those familiar, Walmart, excuse me, Mamava has been a partner of ours since the early days of our retail lab. And when Walmart made this move as the first mass retailer to invest in such an offering, we had to talk about it on our podcast because Tanil's story is a remarkable one. As two former Target employees, we can tell you pulling something like this off isn't easy. It's, it's a hard journey and it shows the power. Her story, Tanil's story, shows the power one individual can have moving innovation forward, even within one of the largest retailers in the world. So with all that said, Tanil, please, it is with our heartfelt enthusiasm, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Chris and Ann. I'm really happy to be here to share my story today. Yeah, I mean, this is great. Uh, we've got, we've been wanting to do this for so long. I, I just have, I have to start right here. Like, as two former Target employees trying to get nursing <laughs> lactation pods into Walmart stores, I can't even imagine how hard that was. So I just going to start here. Who the heck are you and how the heck did you do that? <laughs> what are your superpowers to how do? Did you do that? Well, um <laughs> tell us about it. <laughs> so, you know, I am a 10-year Walmart associate as of this October. Uh, I was a new mom in 2017 and uh, I had a couple of months off on maternity leave to you know, spend with my son and establish a breastfeeding relationship with him. And as hard as I worked on that, I was like, I will be doing this when I return to work. And, uh, you know, I was in real estate. And so I traveled quite a bit. I was in stores often. And when I was in store, I needed to pump. And I was like, if I'm in store as an associate, I need to pump. Surely the other associates need to pump. And in store as a customer, I would probably need to have a space to nurse as well. And you know, the idea just kind of popped into my head on how could we provide um, spaces for our customers and our associates. And I was traveling through the Atlanta airport and ran into a mom of a pod. I had never seen a pod before. Okay. And, and then uh, I reached out to Nikki and I, and, and I guess a really cocky way said, how can Walmart help you? And, <laughs> uh, you know, we struck up a friendship and a, and a conversation from there. And to wow. Neil, it was not like I have to, I think it's important to call out like just the the progression of that conversation. It wasn't just like reaching out to Nikki directly. Didn't you fill out like an online form first? I mean, you really took this on as like, I am going to make this happen at Walmart. I gotta do it. 
Yeah, and the, the, a bit of the backstory is we were working through something called um, a town hall or a, sorry, town center initiative where we were oh, thinking sure. in a real estate division, how could we bring synergy to our store and how could we keep our shoppers, our customers, you know, humming around our store and center longer. And so for me, that had me thinking about as a new mom, what amenities would I need Mm-hmm. to stay somewhere longer. And top of mind for me was breastfeeding and nursing. And how can I do that without having to go to a restroom or having to go to my car? And so, yeah, I kind of had that in mind when I reached out to Nikki. I had no contacts there. I just looked on the website and and filled out the contact form and, and Nikki reached back out. <laughs> I think she was pretty excited about it. Yeah, I, I can imagine. That would be pretty <laughs> exciting to have somebody from one of the largest retailers in the world reaching out to you. Um, well, I think it's important to point out too, I mean, for those of, of you listening to the podcast who have never nursed before or are not a, a nursing, working, traveling mother, I mean, the the time domain that you have in between nursing sessions, I mean, it's two hours that the kids need to eat. And so I think you point out something really important to Neil is like when you are trying to run those errands and maybe the 45 minutes of time that you have being able to have a spot, whether you're in, you know, a store can really even dictate where you end up shopping. I mean, if you have to go out to your car to pump, that limits the time. Tell me about kind of what the process was as you were trying to kind of bring this issue to your larger team at Walmart and how you were trying to kind of justify all the benefits of having something like this, both for uh, customers and for the associates. Yeah, I... I had a great mentor slash leader, um, and I was able to bring the idea to him after I talked to Nikki and realized I wouldn't be able to charge Mamava for <laughs> leasing space in our store for their pods. I thought, okay, it's still a great idea. Let's put them in contact with the right players at Walmart to get them into our program somehow. And so I had a, a VP that was super supportive. And um, I asked him, I said, hey, I don't think this is going to work for the town center program, but could you get them in touch with our leadership on the HR field side or or someone? Mm -hmm. And he just happened to be touring stores with uh, Julie Murphy and Carissa Sprague, which are two leaders in our um, HR field space. Mm -hmm. And he was telling them about Mamava and you know, they jumped on and and sponsored it really quickly and said, let's go. And I I remember the day he texted me and said, let's get ready for liftoff. So really it was uh, about talking to them, not so much about the traditional ROI, right? Like this is not something that's going to make us money, but it is something that will make our customers happy. It could improve associate retention, um, especially with new moms, right? Because we start out... new moms start out wanting to to nurse, to breastfeed. And then we see that number go down because maybe they don't work in the most uh, supporting workspaces. And so we talked a lot about employee retention, um, just the gains that we would get from customers simply not having to leave the store, right? If you have a basket full of groceries and your child needs to be fed, you're going to forget about those groceries and you're going to go take care of that. So by providing a space in store, we could keep those customers in store. I think that's a a pretty good bottom line benefit, right? And then just the, the feeling that maybe a customer gets from shopping with someone who 
took that extra step to provide a space for them, um, I thought was was a great story. And then, you know, Chris led with this, the ability to be the first retailer to do something like this, I think was uh, <laughs> a, a nice shiny thing that attracted them as well. Yeah, and Walmart's been, I think, leading leading the pack on a lot of that right now. And this is just another example of that. And, and all of it comes back to the town center. It's interesting. I didn't know that, too, that the town center idea was one of the initial impetuses for this because we've always been, Anna and I've always been a big fan of that project, too, because it does. It answers the why, as in, you know, why come to a specific physical place to shop? And as we always talked about, like, whether it's having lactation pods, whether it's the design of the restrooms, all that stuff matters, especially if you have kids. Like I can think of all the horror stories I have with my (laughs) five and seven year olds trying to take them to a restroom at different uh, retailers throughout the country. Like that stuff matters. And so, and so for you, I think, and the key thing too, in terms of our podcast is, you know, kind of getting the brass tacks of how you made it happen. So it sounds like one of the big unlocks and, and correct me if I'm wrong is it was really having the buy-in of the HR side and the store operations side uh, of trying to get this off the ground. Tell us more about that. Cause I think there's the customer angle here, but there's also kind of the employee side of this too, which is really important to think about and kind of the dichotomy of traditional headquarters work and providing this type of service versus traditional retail store side employee type of work. So yeah. How did that all play into it to I'm curious. Yeah. So uh, we were we already had a program. Mm-hmm. We were doing um, stick built, as we would call it, mothers' rooms in store. I mean, I think today we have Walmart stores that have lactation spaces in them that we've built. Mm-hmm. And so, it was talking about we already are doing this in the program. How can we do it better? Right. Um, you know, we were spending, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the number, but we were spending uh, almost $100,000 to build these things out, to retrofit a store and wow. build these things out, right? So sometimes it would make it challenging to fit that into a remodel program or um, a special project at the store level, right? Because there were so many, I mean, I hate to say it this way, sometimes there were so many other priorities um, in that remodel. And yep. so uh, how could we how could we do that and continue to do it consistently, like across our remodel programs? Mm-hmm. I think one good answer to that, right, is that it will cost less if we went with mm-hmm. Mamala. Mm-hmm. Number two, because we need flexibility in our stores, the pod is awesome, right? Because it's mobile. It's on casters. It can be moved from spot to spot. You don't have to have it in a fixed location. Uh, number three, you don't have to do as much uh, infrastructure change to have it there. You don't have to plummet for water. You don't have to, you know, do all these, you don't have to tile it. Like we were putting yeah. subway tiles in our mother's rooms. <laughs> like, right. We're making it very nice, but right. um, the pod came flat, you know, flat shipped and all, you know, you need two people to pop it up in a matter of four hours. So I think those things. And you can move are, it anywhere, right? I mean, and for those watching, if those are watching us, Anne actually has one over her right. left corner there. I mean, and we move right it around our space that, all the time. But like, yeah. you can move it anywhere you want, right? I mean, it's in a matter of minutes. So it's really a matter of road showing those kind of key points mm-hmm. to different folks in real estate, in our facilities maintenance group, in our uh, HR group, in our legal group, just showing them the value in doing this. And, you know, on top of that, 
showing them the value to the associate as well as the customer. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of conversations, uh, you know, a lot of just education on breastfeeding and the biology of it. And why, why would you do this um, without putting in a sink, without putting in a trash can, without putting in um, a diaper changing station? You know, so we did, we had a lot of conversations with a lot of different partners. um, But I think ultimately what helped us was getting that buy-in from the outset. We had great executive sponsors. So it, it made the pathway a little easier for us. To know a question too, and this is a little more technical. Does it sit on the balance sheet differently than than the traditional way you guys have done this from a capital investment perspective? Like in terms of building out the rooms, I imagine you're having to depreciate that investment versus you know how you guys are structuring this, so that makes it also more financially flexible too. So, yes, because it can be amortized out to the store. Okay. Um, I think it is still, and I I can't tell you 100. percent I think it is still being um, carried as a capital investment oh, okay. because of the amount that we're buying, but okay. the store does not have to pay for it directly out of their P&L, right? So we pay it at the top level and they kind of pay us back for it. Got it. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. So Tenille, I I'm curious, you know, you mentioned HR, you were part of real estate. What were some of the other teams inside Walmart that kind of you brought in to kind of make this final decision or that if, you know, other people are listening out there and they're trying to move a program like this forward inside their company, who, like, tell me a little bit about the pitch that you put together and, um, and really you kind of outlined some of the financial models that you put together to justify the expense um, but what what did that whole kind of process look like? If you can explain that for us in a little bit more detail. Yeah, Nikki and I did that together. We pulled a lot of data around um, what breastfeeding in the workplace looks like, what that looks like for nursing mothers. And then a big part of it was what I outlined earlier, the financial reasons to do it. Um, you know, we have over 5,000 stores. And so uh, the number is 60,000 doing 60,000 for 4,500 stores versus 20,000 for mm-hmm. yeah, 4,500 stores is a huge difference in uh, capital outlay. And uh, so we did that. And then just from a compliance standpoint, you know, like there were states mainly on the coast that are moving towards legislation or had moved towards legislation that required a designated space versus just a big box retailer or employer providing a space. So that's different, right? So we wanted to also get ahead of that legislation because maybe we wouldn't be grandfathered in, in the way we were set up, you know, at that time. So we talked to our compliance partners to understand from a legislative standpoint where we needed to be. Uh, We talked to our facilities maintenance partners. What and at the store level, what does it look like to have to clean this space? Would it require more materials, more people, more time? Um, so we were able to check all those categories and say, it'll cost you less money. It puts us in better compliance. It requires less people time at the store level to clean it and maintain it. Um, So that was essentially the pitch. And, you know, we're going to a few modular things in store. And so this just lined right up with that. And and so it really, 
those pieces weren't difficult. I, I, I will mm-hmm. say those pieces okay. weren't difficult. I mean, it made sense to them. I, I think it was, why weren't we adding the other things like the sink? Why weren't we adding a trash can? <laughs> why weren't we adding a changing station? Right. Um, to get it those all pieces, yeah, those pieces of the conversation were a little more difficult. Can we multi-purpose this space? No, <laughs> we cannot. <laughs> Good for you. Well, no. to me, all, that's, that's actually a question that <laughs> I had too. Is it on the Mamava app or the Walmart Mamavas something that anyone can find around in the communities around the Walmart so they could, they will see that app show up in that space? So if I'm a mom that's running errands and I maybe hadn't planned a Walmart trip, will I be able to find it on the Mamava app and now I find myself inside a physical Walmart store? Absolutely. Okay. And that was a huge draw for us, right, is being able to tap into Mamava's existing technology, right? We weren't going to dream that up on our own. So they had the technology. We we asked to have access to it. There were some conversations as well about um, putting them on our app. So you can go into a Walmart app and kind of have a map of the store, right? We were hoping to be able to do that, but we haven't gotten that far. But they are in the Mamava app today. And, um, you know, the, the future pods that show up in stores will also be in the app. Well, let's, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit too. You started with a pilot in a couple of stores in 2019 and now hundred Walmart stores by the end of August. I know it's so exciting. (laughs) I I won't lie. We started out the year uh, hoping for, for this just massive rollout, but, you know, COVID changes a lot of things for, yes. for everybody this year. And um, I'm just so excited that we're, we're still going to have a hundred. Um, that's in addition to the stick built mother's rooms we already had in store. Um, but just changing to this new way of working will, I think, allow us to accelerate, you know, how many we're able to do over the next couple of years. So I'm really excited that um, we went from three to a hundred in less than a year. Well, I think something you said there too, I think is really important. That's why, uh, and that's, I think it's again, it's why the, why we have one of these pods in our lab is I think, you know, from our experience, the way you outlined it was perfect. Like this is a very cost effective thing to do. It checks all the boxes on something that you can experiment with or try or put into implementation pretty quickly. That's your point. You can try to put all the bells and whistles into everything you want. You can try to perfect it. But at the end of the day, I mean, it took Anna, we've lived this, we've eaten what we've cooked, so to speak, which I think I initially heard from Walmart back in the day, like 10 or 15 years ago as an expression, but like you put it in, it takes a few weeks and you see if it works or you do or it doesn't. And then you move on from there and it's, but yet so many times from an innovation perspective, we don't see companies taking that type of risk on something that's just so easy to do. And you're right. This is coming like legislation ordinances are coming down the pike and it's going to happen. And so how do you get in front of it? And, and Walmart, I think has been, you know, kind of leading that path in so many different things. It's really cool to see this because this is fundamentally one of those, like you said, that answers, the why and in why come to a store. Uh, and that's why I think for us, it was so, it was so special and so interesting to hear, hear you say that. I mean, I'm curious, like how, as it goes to a hundred stores, like what keeps you up at night? Like what are the types of things you're thinking about? And like, you know, the things you're still looking to solve and, and trying to set this up for success as best as possible. Uh, for me, I, I think the top three things that keep me at, up at night are um, 
Other than your three-year-old. Right. Yes, Other I'm than sure. my three-year-old. <laughs> you know what? I am blessed. He is most days a good sleeper. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think some of the stores maybe still have some questions about how does how does this actually work for their associates? We right. have one pod in store. We probably need more than one. I was wondering um, that. Okay. Yeah. I, ideally, right, we, I want to have one really dedicated to the associates and then another dedicated to the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, because initially my heart was coming from the standpoint of, you know, what can we do for our associates? So that, that keeps me up a bit at night. I don't want to make anything harder on the store. I mean, they have for enough sure. to deal and manage that I, I wanted to put something in store that would be easy for them to maintain, easy for them to monitor and manage. Um, and then I guess what the other part that keeps me up is um, how do we uh, make the process for rollout a little more consistent? Uh, how do we optimize and make efficiencies in working with our vendor partner in Mamava? Um, you know, Walmart is a very big organization and we have a, a lot of matrixed uh, reporting structures and it's a challenge sometimes to streamline efforts from home office to the store. And so those are the things that are kind of challenging for me. So from the store level side is making it better, easier um, for the store to manage. And then Mm -hmm. from the implementation side, just streamlining some of the processes to get these in store. Mm -hmm. And understanding how they're working day in and day out and where the best placement is of them and how many of them. Yeah. That's a great question. Like how many of them do you need? I mean, it's, it's hard to even know what the demand is really out there as, as no mm-hmm. one's ever really tried to monitor that before. That's a fascinating point. Yeah. I'm, that, that was, I'm sorry. I was just going to piggyback onto what Chris said. And when I started this, I, I actually called some store managers to say, Hey, you know, <laughs> do you, do you need help with this? Because I don't want to solve a problem. That's not a problem for you. Yeah. And um, you know, I got a mixed bag and, and so I tried to go a different route with, getting the data, maybe I could extrapolate out from how many people were out on maternity leave with the data that was out there about how many moms, new moms intend to breastfeed. I could say, well, maybe in store, you'd have this many people that would potentially need access to a space. Uh, but that was difficult. <laughs> I mean, that's a, we well, have that's over a, a million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of what yeah. you know, too. I mean, let's be uh-huh. honest when you're a, a new mom and you're figuring out back to work, like you could be pumping in your boss's office or in a bathroom stall. I mean that, you know, you, you got to make it work however, however you can. So yeah. Well, that's, it, yeah. And that's the thing. The anecdotal evidence on this is so right. strong. I mean, I can remember as a store manager, like, can you, can I pump? Uh, yeah. Use my office, but like, that's the best option I can offer that person. That's, that's not, that doesn't work like that. That's there, there's gotta be better ways here. Like that's just not a long-term solution to anything. Um, regardless of like Tanil, which are probably uh, incredible efforts on your part to try to figure out how to quantify that down <laughs> to that store level. Good for you. That's just the Walmart training. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, Tineal, that's kind of, I guess, a good question as we kind of close this up to, I'm curious what your, I guess, advice would be for people who are, who were in your position. Like you, I'm not kidding when I say you're, you're kind of a superhero in this legendary person who's now been able, I mean, a hundred stores, Tineal, that is incredible. Um, What, 
what would you tell people? I'm sure there were some really challenging times and a lot of no's that you got, I can imagine just based on Chris's and my experience. What kind of kept you motivated? How did you keep pushing through? No doubt this was a long effort. What, what, can, you, what can you give us to kind of go off of if we're trying to push this through on our own, in our own efforts? I mean, it sounds so cheesy, right? Like I want, I had this new baby and I was thinking about what kind of person do I want to model for my child? Um, I, I want him to be someone who is uh, tenacious and brave and, and bold and, and persistent. And essentially this, this started out as kind of a, a passion project for me. And then it became a, I really care about how this ends And so it started with me having, you know, a desire to model something for my child. And then as I got through the process, to your point, Anne, it was very challenging. There were times I asked Nikki, uh, I don't know that I am the right person for this. But then I realized Mm -hmm. I was perfectly um, situated to realize the challenge, but also provide a solution, you know. I was traveling through an airport and saw a mom of a pod and it answered a question uh, to a problem that I had. And, and so it just all worked together. And so I would, my recommendation would be for people looking to do this or push something, anything, you know, through wherever you are is just to continue to be persistent, take partners and um, just go, keep going after it because, here we are, like you said, maybe two years later, here we are with a hundred pods in store. But uh, had I just given up, I, I don't know that anyone would have picked up the mantle for me and, and kept it going. Right. You said something interesting there too, that I, I want to click in on again, just in closing here. How much did the, so that you, you mentioned a, a number of partners along the way or support mentors along the way, how much did their either one having empathy or having gone through this situation themselves really matter in help bringing this to fruition? And there's a reason I'm asking that question, but I want to ask that first. I think it was huge. The yeah. uh, VP that I mentioned, I, he has seven children. Okay. And, wow. and, and his wife is very <laughs> uh, into the natural homeopathic lifestyle. And they, she certainly breastfed all her children, right? Mm-hmm. And they had a pretty active lifestyle where they were out. So he definitely understood. And then he took it to two women leaders in our organization who certainly understood. And so I think that helped to drive a lot of it because of the shared experience. Um, I, I had a partner, his name is Todd. I would be remiss if I did not mention Todd. He's in the, the realty execution part of this. Like he's the, the, the help. He's my partner really to have driven all this through. Um, he put up the first mother's room in like our Russellville, Arkansas store. So he's been trying to fight this fight too. So I think it was really important that people had tried to do this before or had a shared experience in it not being the best, the best experience wherever they were. Um, I think that helped to really drive this to completion. Yeah. And the reason I asked that, I'm so, thank you so much for saying that because the reason I asked that question is I think back when I think back to our history and I can think of names of literal people, Sarah, Heather, people that saw the value in doing something like this, but literally couldn't get off the, get it off the ground and were crying just be, and so emotional just because of how much pain and effort they went through it. And the ento- entire time as they would tell me their stories and they would tell me the journey that they were going on similar to you 
a lot of times it felt like, and I think this is a problem, and I'm, this is why I'm closing on this on my soapbox with innovation, is that the people they were talking to didn't either have the empathy or put themselves in a position where they could understand what it is that they're talking about. And that's the same thing, whether it's a lactation pod, whether it's technology, whether it's a generational shift as we're moving things are more millennial and more Gen Z every day. As companies, as organizations, we have to put people in the positions of making those decisions that can be empathetic or have experience in understanding what those things are, are all about. And it sounds like at Walmart and given everything else that Walmart has been doing lately, it is thinking about how to structure itself in that way to set up individuals like yourself for success to bring these new ideas to fruition. So kudos to you. Tanil, it's been awesome having you on the show. (laughs) I I think with that as the capstone, but again, it's been Tanil Webb, the Senior Business Services Manager at Walmart. For those interested, if if anyone wants to learn more about lactation pods, you can head to mamabod.com. You can fill out the form. And for all you retailers out there, which this is applicable to almost every single one of you, fill out that form. It's that simple. And you have no idea where this thing just might take you. So, Tanil, again, thank you so much for being on the show with us. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Anne. Thanks, Tanil.